0: Isn't it also that there's? It's maybe it's not just better or worse, but sometimes it's just different, right? It's just, it's just weird. different. Like about an like an old pickup, like a old you know black bottom pre CBS you know Jazzmaster pickup. That's going to have the age. That's going to have the the moisture that's gotten into it over the years. It's going to have all those other elements that you can't replicate sure. in um, in a factory. Dude, that that's that wouldn't necessarily make it be- better or worse, but definitely different. No, that's, that's
1: one of my favorite. Uh, marketing buzzword trends is when pickup started being called scatter wound yeah which just means that they're like shittily wound. shittily wound like they <laughs> used to be basically like yeah. they're not
2: uniformly coiled anymore well that's when we we did um i did a run with fender we have the chicago special pickup mm-hmm. now through cme and we did strats tellies and jazz masters and when we did the jazz master we took my guitar out there and cool. and had um uh mike lewis um look through the guitar and, and kind of inspect it and i mean the whole plane ride there i was just like f- kind of freaking out i was like i'm gonna get this this is so stupid why am i doing this i'm gonna get this guitar here and they're gonna say oh like who cares it's a jazz master pickup mm-hmm. there's nothing special about this or whatever and when we got there they were looking through it and um realized that like you know the magnets had been demagnetized and so there were some interesting challenges for them like they were looking at this and be like oh Cool.
0: Like it's not just the way it's wow. There's a story to or be Or the told materials, yeah. It's like it's okay.
2: Aging. Well, how do we recreate this with some of the modern technology that we have? Like okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna we tried to use Alnico two magnets instead of Alnico fives, but the the twos just didn't work out because the Alnico fives are like what primarily are you know always used in Jazzmaster pickups, and to me it didn't it didn't quite do the thing. And but um George Blanda, who was like the original master builder for fender who still works there was the one that was like he just was like eyeballing the the wind and it's like yeah i think that's about you know eleven thousand turns <laughs> you know just like <laughs> yeah. mm, like like, yeah. like that's totally it though like he was just cooking it's you like know? a recipe where you just yeah, how much like, salt yeah, i don't know grandma used to we'll put go in all one. the way out to the bobbin right. you know this one's it's a you know it's really flat and really wide and um you know the the neck pickup is a lot more aggressive than the bridge pickup, which is something that I didn't know prior to being there. Like, it's just something that, like, I liked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, going back to, like, the inefficiencies of, of old technology, like, these these luthiers as we would call them, which really were factory workers. Yeah. I mean, these are not mastered skilled tradesmen. These Mm -hmm. are people that are working a job. You know, these, the people that built the legacies that we all obsess over were just grabbing parts out of bins, you know, like the pickups that are in old guitars are, are not balanced. And, and what we're doing now again kind of going back to like the recreation of an old idea we're, we're compensating for that and that's that's good right like that's a smart thing to do and that makes sense now when you have a bridge pickup it's labeled bridge pickup because well we should compensate for the frequency difference between where the neck pickup is and where the bridge pickup is that's not something that happened before
0: no it was a bin right? it was a bin yeah. full yeah. of
2: shit and yeah. you would just grab the pickup and say okay like i need two pickups cavities are the Great. same size yeah but when we made the Chicago specials, we created that exactly like my guitar is. Whereas the bridge pickup is not, it's not strong. Wow. It's the same exact kind of outread uh, output. Wow, I hate that, but that's a whole different thing. But,
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Measuring the, uh, the, yeah. the ohm, ohm yeah. impedance not a real thing. I, no, it's not, it is not a real, a real thing. thing. I know that.
2: Let's just talk. It's inductance and nah. not impedance. So, but they read at the same um, kind of output. What or are they like seven k? It's, it's bro? like eight three or some yeah. stupid made up number. Sick, I'm not dude. sure. Six k, bro. Yeah, six k. <laughs> but they're but they're exactly the same. But the because of the space difference, they sound different. Right. And I think that that's cool. It's a hard story to tell. It's a hard thing to try to sell to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is traditionally correct
0: i think the real enthusiasts know a lot of that you know the history of the factories you can look on youtube i'm sure, sure you've seen them those videos where they're in like it's like 1958 and yeah, they in yeah, so jolly coming the, the, through with his lunch the, pail my, my favorite is the guys spraying the nitro paint on the bodies wearing no protection <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just breathing it fumes. in dude. they have like those little like surgical masks <laughs>
1: well on. he's got a cigar in the other
0: hand oh he's smoking, while he's smoking. Yeah, yeah, they're and they're using all going up in flames <laughs> I mean, it's amazing that place didn't burn down, really. So wait, so uh, I want to know didn't.
1: those are those pickups only available in the guitars? They or are. You do, oh, so you're not going to sell them? No. Can you tell
0: Why? us more, more about? Because I
2: want to buy them. <sighs> because it's about it's more than just the pickups, you know. Um, sidebar: I'll probably just get you a set or cool. something. Word. <laughs> You didn't hear that here no, um, or, or on the internet. So when we first started doing, having the conversation about doing this with Fender, um, it was, you know, like how Wildwood has like the Wildwood 10 and yeah, you know, it's called dealer select. It's a, it's a platform for select dealers mm-hmm. and, and you have, you own one thing. And what I really wanted to do was just build the best guitars from the top to bottom. And, and again, take the idea of, Okay, I hate new guitars, right? I hate them. Mm -hmm. How would I not hate a new guitar? And how can I take all the things that I know about the good vintage strats, because I also hate strats, Oh yeah, like I know Like actively this. hate yeah. strats. Mm. But I only actively hate strats because new strats don't sound like old. Well, strats. I was was going to say a quick
1: little sidebar from the sidebar. There was one time Brad and I came into the store and you just kept bringing <laughs> us the best fenders you had in the yeah. store wow. and some of them were 50s strats. Oh, really? 100%. I think that my there was I think it was a it was a it was a there it was a 60s telly was the winner for me out oh, there. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but man, yeah, so I but if you, I can say that like maybe the man
2: says he hates strats but he likes good strats i hate yeah i just hate what the strat you don't want became. a $30,000
0: 1957 strat
2: well, no but i wanted to make a $3,500 version right. yeah of exactly and you know, a like custom wanna... shop doesn't get there no no that's what i'm saying that it, well, that's what we did oh like, okay. that's what i wanted to do mm-hmm. with cme i was like okay how do i take the the idea that like i don't like strats but i do like you know old strats i can't i would never be able to afford one sure so how do i take that knowledge and and realize it like okay like you know we picked the neck profile and we picked the fret wire and we sorted for lightweight we sorted for dark rosewood like we picked the riffs on like i and then just literally from top to bottom design every strat telly and jazz master to be the best iteration of That's like so cool what i wanted an old guitar. Like what, what would this be if it
0: was coming out of the factory? Now? So this is like a, a CME custom shop. Yeah. Guitar. Yeah. And using fender parts. Yeah. Um, it's a partnership. That's, I, can can you talk a little bit more about it? Like when are they going to come out? Oh, we okay. have them. They're out right now. Yeah, we have them. Um, and what's the price point on those? 35 to four. Okay. Um, Which, I we, mean, you can get a, a mastery build for like six or seven grand. So exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's tough.
2: And you know, the, the thing that I wanted again was just to have something that, Responded to our store and our experience. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, such a cool idea, man. Yeah, it was fun. Every every master seven and a quarter. Like I like at the at the finish line, I was like, "Fuck it." That was a ma- major topic of
1: discussion last <laughs> week. <laughs> We're going seven a <laughs> quarter. You
2: didn't man. go nine and a half. You mean on everything that's like on Strats and tallies that have a rosewood board, it's nine and a half. Uh-huh. Um, and then like on the Strats. On the '60s ones, we did um, the main tone knob. The first tone knob is a blender knob, so it blends in the neck pickup. Cool. cool. So my thought process was like, all right, everything '50s. Let's go tried and true, traditional spec. You know, like maple necks, seven and a quarter inch radius, brass saddles. You know, vintage sounding. uh, They're all shellac um, dipped, shellac potted pickups. Mm So it's not even really that the impedance or the output is different. It's that shellac, that that final layer on top that changes the tonality of all of the pickups that just feel huge and open, um, which most modern pickups are really compressed. And really the, the idea and, and the name Chicago Special came from just going the opposite way of a Texas Special. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm so tired. Top- I didn't even make that connection yeah, I didn't make that connection. all those yeah, super hot it. Strat pickups. Yeah, I'm just so tired of people trying to drive... Their amplifier from their pickups yeah. right that's why everything sounds like garbage especially you
1: know? if you've got a bunch of pedals in line yeah right yeah there. and
2: especially if you have like strats that are like strat pickups these tiny little pickups that are just overwhelmed like there is an audio threshold for clarity yeah low baby single coil you know like if you if you push those too much if you wind them too tight you're you're just losing tone mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I know that sounds like you're losing tone, tone, bone but tone, baby. You're losing
1: tone, tone. Like yeah. you literally are. You're pushing it so hard. Well, that's like yeah, your compression. You're cutting off the the tips of the the waveforms right yeah. there, essentially. Yeah. So mm. why not go the other way? I'm the same way, dude. I mean, I, I like, I I think I kind of prefer if I had to if I had to fight it, picking a fight between humbuckers and single coils, I'd probably pick humbuckers for a number of reasons. But I I will add that I like low output humbuckers, yeah. like. Yeah. Like PAF Duncan Antiquities Etc I've
2: tried man I've tried so many times I've I had an SG I have a 335 I I love my 335 But it just does A different thing And Mm -hmm i just feel like every time i switch back over to a single coil i feel like i'm just pulling co- i had pulled the cotton out of my absolutely ears. Yeah. yeah you know for sure it's just like oh there it is i and think the the f-
1: the first time i ever played on a stage that had shitty power and i had my p90 equipped sg sure. and then heard what that means when i plug <laughs> into my twin it's like hey! the whole time i was like all right i guess it's gonna be humbuckers yeah. for me from now on or at least like maybe or in my sg i actually have a single a 90 and then a basically a p100 like a stack p90 so i can still go quiet with one of the pickups if i have to yeah but yeah no man i i agree because like even any like my practice amps i have sitting here i'll be playing the Les paul sounds great and then i plug my Telly and it's like oh yeah there's like all the top end content that i just didn't couldn't hear at all for a while there yeah Mm. i know yeah it's a it's a tough one
2: we've had a couple of early year blackguard tellies and i i always say that leo got it right the first and the third time (laughs) <laughs> the jazz master being the third time, yeah. Like I love Telly so much, and yeah. and I, th- you know, I. Th- I think that they're fantastic, and that bridge pickup. There's just nothing like it. But when we were doing the neck pickup, sucks. Yeah, Yeah. just like, I mean, I'm I'm sure. I'm actually. I kind of like telling neck pickups a lot of the
1: time, personally. That spanky thing.
2: But you're but you're familiar with the original wiring. Oh, oh, when it's it's like the mud bucket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Yeah. yeah. But I think that's what made. I think that's what the genesis of that wiring was. What happened when you moved to the jazzmaster.
1: They just kind of split it off, yeah. like you've got the yeah. shitty part up in the top in the toggle. Because that then...
2: one was because the Jazzmaster was the first guitar to have a, a noiseless option at all. Oh, I right? guess I, I guess I hadn't really thought about that. In the Tele, you have bridge, then yeah. neck, and then dark neck, right? And then in a the Strat, you have three way blade. Unless you could
1: stick it in between the, in the right positions there.
2: But it was the first one to actually offer. Yeah, that. that's a, yeah.
1: I never thought about and that. And so then
2: I think that Leo had just migrated that original Tele idea to the to the rhythm lead Interesting, circuit. huh? And then and then gave you. Do you still have yours engaged?
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, you use it. Mm -hmm. I that's another. I guess that's another thing is I've never been able to find a a real a good usage for that. It's it's maybe it's just my Jazzmaster, but it's so dark that it's just like I I can't do anything with it.
2: I use it for primarily in a band, like when I was using it in the band. Yeah, I I'll use it for ambient swells. Oh, where I just don't want any transients at all. So it just literally cuts that That's top cool. k- top in, so like it's not interfering with the vocal frequency at all, but it's you—it's more of a feel than a herd, you know. Word. And then I'm have to try and that. then you can kick back in and and, and be present. There it is. That you know, dude. So um,
1: speaking of, are you are you playing? Are you playing any bands right now? No, I'm not. Do you? Is this is this like a
2: a, a person like a choice that you've made, or I feel like it's a choice. I I think it's just me coming to terms with. Um, realizing i'll probably just have to do it on my own Hmm. and not wanting to that's been me the last year you know what i mean like i I don't know i mean probably very similar for like sentiments for you it's like when you lose that thing it just kind of feels like you lost like a part of your body you know oh yeah and and it's just and i i figured yeah i was just thinking about it before i came here it's like because i'm i'm also reading the tweety book right now oh cool so I'm just like getting the part where he's talking about Jay Farrer and like like the breakup of Uncle Tupelo mm-hmm. and 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 Sunvolt and then like he even like takes a jab at Whiskeytown at one point which was just really fun for me. Um but yeah, I mean like are I was, you are from
1: you're from Southern Illinois, right? Yeah. So you're so you've got to be feeling the Tweety thing fully But deeply, I didn't right?
2: Tweety didn't because he's from Belleville, Belleville, right? Yeah. yeah, he's it's the other side of the state, it literally feels like a completely oh, okay. different country. It's like, like right outside of St. Louis. Louis, right? I like grew up on the Kentucky, Indiana Got border. Got it, okay. I, I wasn't aware of Tweety or Wilco until I moved here mm-hmm. in 2008, you know. I listened to like Garth Brooks. Oh, no, shit. oh, yeah, really? like my okay. dad had the worst. Not the worst. Sorry, Dad. He had the <laughs> most era-appropriate musical taste of all Old time. Travis Tritt, With Travis Tritt, yeah. and Brooks and Dunn, and Garth Brooks. My parents went to go see Garth Brooks one time in Evansville, Indiana, and they didn't take me, and I still resent them for it. <laughs> I would too, because like I don't, I don't listen to that era of country at Dude, all. But Garth is the man. He's the man, and he was just at Joe's. and yeah. I missed Dude, that. I, right. I, tr- I
1: tried to get, it, I tried to get it. Like there was like a raffle or like a you know sweepstakes to get tickets to it, and I couldn't, I didn't get him.
2: But all, and then like Bon Jovi. Okay. You know, Mr. Big. Ooh. Like we had like. They hit that 80s. Oh, yeah, 100%. 80s rock. We just listened to a lot of like radio. I mean, literally, it's kind of fun for me because I didn't get to encounter good music until I was an adult. So I'm doing a lot of work backwards now that a lot of people just grew up with like like that Zappa convo we had yeah earlier. but like yeah like <laughs> I, I didn't have a big a never i didn't late. have a big brother that was like yeah. you have to listen to Frank Zappa totally right. you know like i didn't have a dad that was like we're listening to the beatles like the first yeah. time i heard a beatles song it was an aerosmith cover of come, come together. together yeah on a compilation Solid that cover, my mom too. had you know Solid like cover. and i just remember being like what is that you know like yeah it wasn't until i moved to chicago and i like got cultured that I even got to even. That's amazing though. It
0: is funny. We were talking about that last week because I grew up. My parents didn't even listen yeah. to music in the, in the They Listen like in the car, silent mm-hmm. car rides. we were sitting. I remember hearing the blinker at turn signals. You know, God, the, God. And you're just sitting there, and my dad would be like, "So, are you excited for football practice? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> nothing going on. Yeah, I didn't hear the Beatles. How about college. that election, son? Right, exactly.
2: Talk oh, that's so funny. But like oh. recently. I just I discovered all things must pass by George Harrison. Like dude, no I, al- one... I also just kind of
1: recently got into that yeah. for the first time. Ooh.
2: Yeah. And it's just like, oh man, it's so I, I have just as much fun looking backwards as I do like trying to stay current. Yeah. Because it's just again, it's like the Jackson Brown thing. Like every once in a while something comes and just kicks you in your ass. Mm-hmm he was like, whoa, how did I miss this? Like, how did nobody tell me to listen to this?
0: So can I ask, when did you get into, like, gear and music and kind of that whole thing coming together? Was it in college or? I really didn't care that much about gear until I started working at the store. Like, until you started at Chicago? Yeah, yeah.
2: Really? Yeah, like, I um, I, I, never spent more than $1,000 on it. Can a- I,
0: like, just ask, like, how'd you get a job there? Like, uh, you know, I mean, that, I, I swindled my way. Appropriate question though. Right? I
2: was a bar. I was bartending at gold star bar. Oh, cool. I love that. place. And oh, not anymore. Yeah, it's gone. No, yeah. it's there, but oh. in name mostly yeah, only a couple of years. I was a bartender there and I was working 17 hours a week um, to make time for my band basically. To, and I had left working at a sausage factory in Fulton market to go work at gold star. Wow. So I could be available for tour, you know, like that's what you do when yeah, you you're be 25 yep. years old or whatever. And the, you know, the perpetual tour that never comes, that never arrives or whatever. But I was always just like waiting and ready. Mm-hmm. And then finally one day I, you know, I was a photographer and I had, uh, I've always like tried to be very disciplined, even though I'm not like it. It's a, it's a thing that I struggle with. So I found a way around it by probably something very similar to what like we're doing right here is like if you set a a deadline for something, then you actually make something happen. Yes. So I was working at gold star and because I had all my afternoons like completely available and I would fall into a crippling depression if I didn't keep myself busy. I started a blog where I would, I would take photos daily. It's called daily. I named it daily art. Like it literally was that simple for me. It's like, I have to take a picture every single day. And at the end of this, I will be a better photographer. And after two years, worked, huh? I, I was a much better photographer and was for, like familiar around enough around the camera. And I was just standing at gold star and saw that they, that CME had a, a posting up for product photography. And
0: Oh, okay. So you I, started there as a photographer.
2: Yeah. So I hit up, I hit up my butt, my bud Chris Hirschman, who was doing video there at the time. And we had filmed videos together, like doing band stuff. And it's like, hey, man, like, what's up it's like it's you know it's a product injury level product photography job and so i interviewed on like a thursday and i started the next monday wow because the guy that was working was leaving they like needed somebody so bad and then i just had been a customer kind of casually from the store but i i really didn't like the gear thing like didn't it didn't really bite me. And
0: then you just fell into it. Working well, it's there just with like, it's guys. just out
2: of sheer proximity. It's something, something yeah. weird about working in a store like that or, or just like probably any music store. But like, I remember coming home and telling my wife, like after a certain threshold, I was like, I just touched the guitar differently. Yeah. Because it's just like a thing. Like you're just grabbing things so mm-hmm. quick. It's not like
0: an object anymore.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It like it just becomes like just a rhythm, you know, like, that's how I found this guitar. It was I was working in, in photo and I opened the case and I was like, nope, <laughs> so I just close it. I didn't even take a photo for it wow. for the website because like, I was like, this is coming home. It will be mine. Oh yes, it's it going be to mine. be mine. Yes. But that I had never do you be- take <laughs> cash? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling saucy today. Before I bought that, I had never I had never spent more than a thousand dollars on gear. Yeah, and I didn't know anything. This this guitar literally like is what kind of pioneered me into just. The knowledge of all of it and, and really just appreciating the history you know when I give the tour of the store like you were saying like that's my tour it's like alright well we have a 58 strat like I hate strats let me tell you why I hate strats because this strat is way better it's than, better than <laughs> any strat you know straight. what I mean yeah. like yeah. here's a telly like this is the this is why the telly start you know like and and so it that's just cool. it just became like I, I don't know I think it's one of the most amazing stories in history period yeah. it's just the, the manufacturing of musical instruments and the history of, of self-expression in, in, in America and, and how manufacturers were racing to figure out how to pivot, you know, and, and, and meet demands, you know, like literally. We're t- I'm reading the super nerdy, amazing, highly recommended if you like this kind of thing, 100 um, Year of, uh, of an Icon, the Gibson book. Ooh, I, know, I know, I know, know. it's by about. Walter I wanna, Carter. I want to read that. It's like th- you can find like five dollars yeah. on Amazon or something. Um, and they're all like little three page, like two or three page articles again, kind of similar to what you were saying. Mm-hmm. But I've, I'm like 120 pages in and I haven't, I've barely left mandolins and, and, and oh, banjos. Wow. Wow. You know,
1: it's like the first hundred years in the 1800s, right? Right, like, okay.
2: right, you know, and, and it's just, you know, Orville Gibson wasn't a great businessman and has to find these partners. You know, it's just like what. An unbelievable journey from from the Spanish guitar, you know, to the 1500s to now. Like,
0: well, the electric guys were kind of flying
2: around by the seat of their pants. There's I mean, another great book too, if you if um, if you're interested. Keep them coming out. Called yeah. uh, the Birth of Loud. Oh yeah, the I, Ian
1: Port book. I haven't read that. It's in it's in my uh, Am- or Reverb uh, wish list currently. I'm actually. trying
2: to get him to come to the store. So if you hear this, Ian, you're still welcome. <laughs> but it's like it. I keep calling it the Dan Brown of the music story. Like, it's like a Dan Brown book. Like, it's just so easy to digest. And it really was like. For for those listeners at home, the Da Vinci Code. Yes. Sorry. I assume that that was a popular yeah. enough reference I that know. I could just I, maybe breeze like, past patches. Maybe that. like 10 years ago. I don't know what
1: the kids like now. You never know. They don't read. Sure. They, they don't. No, they don't. You're right. They yeah. listen to podcasts. <laughs>
2: they're listening to this. Yeah. They're not reading. Our nope. demographic, right? But uh, The Birth Aloud was great. And, yeah, and I want it's to just read that, like, dude. it's so anecdotal and. And really, you know, it's talking about Leo Fender and Les Paul and Paul Bigsby, and Paul Bigsby is is massively overlooked at the, as the
0: well. He actually invented the first electric guitar. Yeah. Well,
1: and when and you look at that guitar, it's got the Fender headstock yeah. and the Les Paul body. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, it's like, like hmm. Paul got ripped off. Yeah. Big time. You know, there, there's a great um, there's a great little segment in that where Leo had had basically. Um, asked to borrow they were going to make a they were going to make bigsby's for stra- like for telly's oh uh before like yeah. way before before the strat came out and then the strat came out and it had the floating trim and there's like a part in the book where i, I guess paul bigsby's daughter was like i've never heard my dad yell that loud <laughs> <laughs> like he was so pissed yeah, you know was- like holy crap so that that's a great book and it's like little things like i think it's incredibly difficult. In a modern age, to look back and put yourself into a period of time um, where you really, really understand, like, what it's like to hear Clapton for the first time. Like, how could you how could either of us or like, how could we ever imagine what that feeling with nothing to compare? Because
1: nothing to compare. We grew up and he was like already dad rock. Yeah. uh, And and that's why I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. You
2: know, like I can't. But this book for the first time, I was like, oh, my God, I get it. Well, people get were, were, typing, get
1: were were painting Clapton as God for a reason. Yeah, you know? yeah. But yeah, well, you're right. We it happened already, and we are at like the third or fourth photocopy of what happened then. Yeah, and now and it's so it's just it's tired. Well, I'll tell you what I like. I said I was recently going through my music books. Recently, I found my old Eric Clapton tab book, so I can uh, send you home Thank with you, that. Nice. I, so I really appreciate really it. Dig it's into parting all gift. The, all the like bad riffs, but or it's whatever just is on there. it's
2: just a beautiful it's just a beautiful story, isn't it? I mean, I don't know, like just it a is. bunch yeah. of like. People trying to get together to figure out like how do I get louder? How do we like
1: we've got this big band stuff, but the guitar that's not quite loud enough. How do we get that thing yeah, louder? Yeah, and you, then and then now here we are.
2: Yeah, f- sixty it's years like, later, all in competition with the banjo and the mandolin. Yeah, and then just like so many things happen in in American history that then change, like you know, like the depression. Obviously, the depression killed the mandolin, mm-hmm. you know, and killed the banjo. It's like okay now. Like we have people singing, like these Okies singing songs about the Dust Bowl on an acoustic guitar, and it's like <laughs> right. now this becomes an instrument that someone you're not a part of a band, like you're you're just singing a song by yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that that's was never a, a thing. That's a massive change. Yeah, you're right in a musical landscape. Portable music almost. In yeah, world. but it all it all is just birthed out of these massive these massive. Periods of time of, of depression or affliction, you know, and just people
0: are resilient. Yes, they are. I love that story. Um, I think it was NAM in like 52 or whatever, right when the telly came out, and Fender's like, I got the telly. I'm all excited. Yeah. And he shows up to his booth, and there's all these people around the Gibson booth, and they're, that's when, you know, they made yeah. the, the first Les Paul signature, yeah. if you want to call it. And there's this giant, I guess it's like thirty foot poster on the wall of him <laughs> holding it or whatever, or the guitar, and like it's just all the attention's over yeah. there, and he's like, "Well, God damn it!" Or I'll, there's always next year, you know. But as they're look, as
2: they're fighting, as they're competing for this market share, Gibson's failing, right? But yeah. Leo doesn't really know that, Mm-mm. you know, like it was a bluff. They don't know, yeah, they're bluffing. They did like,
1: an episode of The Office about that, Michael Scott paper company. That's right. <laughs> They they got acquired even though they were getting that's were failing. right yeah
0: we'll ask for sixty thousand yeah, dollars exactly <laughs>
2: but you know people we have we have a sixty Les Paul on the floor right he like,
0: played it
1: uh, yeah you, you had it at we went to that um,
0: the Villa Park Odeum oh Park you guitar played it at show. Odium. Yeah. yeah cool
1: which was so I we don't have to tell the whole story but basically it was the first guitar I picked up all day at like eleven a.m. <laughs> yeah we just walked in we just walk in and and it was plugged into i don't even know what it was but the most bone dry clean amp you could possibly yeah. imagine and i'm like nervous picking up this house yeah. in my arms and i'm and so like i'm like plinking like at least give me a, like a fucking Little booster overdrive. It was like when we walked in, like, it hey, I was like, I haven't even warmed up. I don't play in standard tuning. I, think like, I the GoPro. Fucking, I the you GoPro had the GoPro on. right over me. Yeah, so <laughs> that's not great, not good footage. Didn't yeah. make the internet. Sorry, um, we ruined it for you. No, but cool. I, no, that guitar is. I mean, you could still tell. I mean, it was just. It's an amazing piece of wood.
2: Well, and that I mean, and that's. I think that's for me. Like the 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 service. I feel like I I am oh, I am owed like I am owing to the like the public right like. Okay. Cool way to look at it. Like, like there's so much heritage and there's so much history. Like again, like reading into Lloyd lore and just the 20s, Mm -hmm. the 30s, like all this stuff. Like this, but this isn't going anywhere. You know, like this, this, this thing, this self-expression thing is like it's not going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Everyone that's like afraid of guitars being out of fad is just so blatantly false.
1: Well, I I mean, I can tell you, it's 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 okay, people. If you both want to own a Les Paul. And, uh, an Ableton push. Yeah. Like those, you can use those things together. Absolutely. Turns out, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's just giving us more tools really.
2: Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why limit yourself? You mm-hmm. know, like we're just, we're so early into this entire thing. And like I said, I really, I really think that it's an amazing story. I just think that there, you'd be hard pressed to find a more interesting, complicated American story. Yeah. Than music and music instruments and, and and to have the ability to play some of these iconic pieces and, and then like form my own opinion about them. It, it inspires me to also allow other people to have those experiences because it's like, what good is a 1960 Les Paul if it just ends up on a wall?
0: Oh, man, that's
2: no good. That's I mean, worst. that's but that, you know, like that's where that's where it might end up. That's mm-hmm. what that that might be the likelihood of like where that story ends for a period of time. So while it's around, how about we just let everybody play it? Like I literally, I, I challenge you on all of your travels. Maybe you know maybe this will find its way to other people, but find a place that has. A, a burst on the floor that will let you play it. Oh, it's it will not happen. I bet
1: Grun doesn't even. Oh, have definitely one. not on the floor. It
2: will not happen.
1: Oh. It would be. It's going to be in the platinum room or some reserve yeah. that only like their friends. They need get to see go your into. credentials, exactly.
2: or something. So Copy it's your like pull license. it down. I mean, it really was based on an early experience I had as a customer at CME when Scott Silver was still the owner. I was 20 years old. I was working at State Farm and at Metro at night as a security guard. And I walked into to see me for the first time. I don't know how I found the place. I just looked up music store and that's how I got there. And I just pointed at the top row because I was still playing like blues and very into Stevie Ray Bond still. And I was like, I just want to play an old Strat. And the guy's like, well, those are $35,000. So like, it was like a no. I was like, well, yeah, that's what I want to play. Cool. <laughs> right. cool. Will you get it? And he's like, sure. So I played a, my first vintage guitar ever. And I just left like kind of just shaking and trembling yeah, because it was just such an informative experience, you know, like, all right, 14 year old kid, you got a Jimi Hendrix shirt on. It's your birthday. Guess what we're going to do today? You know, like, let's go. Yeah, dude. Like, why not? You know, like that is what those things are supposed to be there for. It's not as I tell the very nervous parents pretty regularly, it's like, it's made it 60 years. What is your kid going to do to it? Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Think of of all the garages and bars it's been to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's fine.
2: It's fine. And we
0: talked about that. I think last time, maybe a little bit or brushed on it was that, um, you know, and a guitar that sits, isn't going to, it's not going to get any better as a player. I mean, it's only going to get worse. I think, you know,
1: you're usually, you know,
0: generally you're going to have, Oh, it's all set up weird. And it's like, well, or it goes out of tune really easily. the more you play Th- those it,
1: those things want to be played. Play that's it for back sure. into style. It's like, a, like an engine or any other yeah. piece of machinery. Really, it's made to be used. It is. Wow. So oh, that, that was that was something right there. I've got maybe a couple other things. A couple of them, maybe real quick. Okay.
2: Reverb. I'm loving this by the, the delay. way. Thank, Thank you. good for go, coming, man. Let's let's stay. Like, awesome. we can stay for a Reverb three more days. Days. Into delay, or delay into reverb. Oh, definitely delay into reverb.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, no, I I agree. I, no but, question. I I've I've been noticing this is this is not as Cut and dry on the internet uh-huh. To a lot of people as I would have expected Okay Because I too am I'm, I am a delay and a reverb guy Why
2: would you ever reverb into delay?
1: Well maybe you want to do some like really big washes Where you're chopping up <laughs> weird stuff I don't, know. I don't know I'm just telling you I've, I've seen this <laughs> Do th- you see I, how triggered I, I just watched, got? You did yeah. in the, uh, I'm sure you've <laughs> seen why would you that, ever do that pedal, pedal show They were talking about this themselves recently mm. um, Compressor pedals Yeah or nay generally nay oh okay what's let's um, what, see i would like to hear a little more. but about i think that.
2: it's kind of like the wah i think that like maybe uh, you know i i'm very open to the fact that maybe i just don't know yet you know like okay. maybe i'm just not hip to the, what i need it for I, yet that's
1: where i started because i had two DynaComps comps first yeah and then i actually got to try other real compressors and yeah. and now i i'm i don't actually currently have one on my board Especially on bass, I think that they're super awesome. Sure. And I and I think for a lot of types of guitar, I think I think they are cool. But I, I don't like unless unless you like you get a Dynacomp and you get it to just have a sustain boost for leads or something like that. Yeah. But like that all always on kind of chicken pickany country thing, uh, it can be kind of tough for a lot of people.
2: I just feel like, and this is wrong. So I know this. I just feel like why would I want a pedal to do what my right hand is supposed to do? Totally. It's just yeah. to control my dynamic. Absolutely. Like I don't, I, that's, I have, I, I maybe I have like a really backwards or maybe a really simple way of like a chain of command in my mind mm-hmm. that works for me. And that's kind of the, the jumping off point for like how I talk to customers about stuff. And I'm really transparent about like, this is my experience. Yeah. Like this yeah. is what works for me. This is what I suggest. Um, not this is the right this way. is the, the right, right way. way right right like you can do whatever the fuck you want to do that's fine and that's cool actually like that's you can do preferable. you might come you up can, with some new shit yeah, yeah you can do reverb into delay I don't care but I mean, you care a little bit. <laughs> I care because it, it's like it's like a mirror neuron thing. It's like it hurts me. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like it doesn't hurt you, uh-huh. but it
0: hurts my brain. It's like stickers on guitars for me.
2: Yeah, right? it's like uh, it's nail like nails uh. on a chalkboard. Like that doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. but you can clearly cool. do it. Yeah. Um, and as far as compression goes, it's I use a, a J Rocket Archer, which has a little bit of mm-hmm. compression. That's like, a like clone, right? Yeah, but I barely, I barely. That's keep clone it, with a K for those playing along clone. Homes clone 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 um but i keep i keep the gain stage really low so oh, it's yeah. just a little bit and, and i think that most people's first introduction to compression is that stupid boss compressor oh, sustainer yeah. pedal and it's so bad that I, th- I feel like we're like a whole generation that's just like scarred by yeah. that little blue box see that's, that's like that's chorus pedals for me like that's all chorus. oh uh, yeah i me. can't yeah, this do this guy that loves course pedals. i can't do i can't mm-hmm. do chorus. shaking his head nope hate him mm-hmm. no modulation for me I, would, I, I like I, I've grown to like a little bit of Univibe
1: lately, like just like a, that little bit. Of but I use wobble. the I use the Flint for that. Oh, yeah, totally. Because you Flint is because you can use that's, that. That's a pedal. I need
2: to yeah, buy. You can use that pitch shifting. The harmonic drum. Yeah. And it's just it does that. And yep. it's like I know I don't need any more than that. It's mm-hmm. it's like I think that for me, my philosophy, it's always been like. Too much is too much, you know, I can deal with a little bit of modulation. Yeah. I could deal with like a little bit of wall. But like everything just it, you, there's a point where it just becomes too much. And, and really it was informed by like making one record that I used a pog on. Oh yeah And then I was uh, That Pog haunts me <laughs> I hate it I hate listening to that song So much wow. I have grown to hate The sound of the
1: Pog Myself from For the exact same reason Yeah so I had the Pog one The big b- box yeah, one yeah. yeah It too. has a specific sound And when you hear it It's all It's it's like it's, For me it's like Eating raw onions If yeah. I eat raw onions It's all I can taste If I hear an original Pog pedal It's all I can hear That's so funny
2: And it it was It was the It was the one Big minor characters record That we did uh-huh. and, it, and it's the first Two tracks tracks perfect. and the first two tracks i can't listen to because all i hear is that goddamn pog and i just don't want and it just made me stop and be like okay if you want to play a synth part again this is for me Mm -hmm. then you can kind of play keys like just play play a synth you know like if you want uh, the other thing that happened on that record for me too is i had a classic player jazz master and it had the p90s i remember i
1: remember you having that guitar yeah
2: but it had those p90s in there instead of the jazz master mm. pickups and the whole record i'm like where did my guitar go yeah it just i completely wow. got buried and and when i switched to this we the, the record we made afterwards with it and i was like oh there it is there's my guitar there's my guitar you know like i completely had gotten and so that forever scarred me from p90s too
1: oh look who's look who's visiting for the first time in the pod. hey sophie uh two more quick things effects loops yeah and a
2: I can see why people are into it. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, if you're John Mayer, <laughs> oh, and you've got <laughs> nice dual, dual Dumble rigs on the, yeah, road that with was you. kind of a dig, but I didn't yeah. mean for it to be. I get. I mean, I get it. It makes sense. It totally yeah. makes sense. But I just feel like the. I I'm sometimes weary of the level of nuance that people are focused on some of these things because it really doesn't matter that much here here's my
1: thing i i get why you have an effects loop obviously you know it's about the gain stage you're putting it before sure. the power amp but like if, if this is for live performance first of all if you're running some sort of like wet dry wet rig Uh, i don't know if you know how like how live sound mixing works but that can't that can't come out of the pa so that's for you only which that's fine that's cool it's for you it's fine but that can't make it through the pa and then again so whatever it is that you're putting out there that is still going to come through the pa (laughs) so do you think do you think like somebody in front of the you know those jbls at beat kitchen is going to hear that 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 game like no so if it if it somehow encourages you or Inspires you to play better or differently or in an, in an interesting way, like that's cool. But yeah. when people take it to the level is like, I think that sounds bad unless it, I have that delay in the effects loop. Like, I just can't get on board with that kind of shit. I, I
2: mean, I think I think I can kind of get it. Like, I cannot play any amp without reverb built in. Okay. Like, okay, I just can't. Yeah, like it it hurts. It really affects me. I can't. I literally can't play. You so has got to dial a and little so I, bit in. Yeah, it. just even if it's just a tiny little bit, like. Interesting. You know, like, I can't... A dry amp, because... I, and I... Not, no offense, but speaking from my own personal standpoint, it's it allows me to have a little bit of a security blanket. Oh, it totally sure. does. You know, like, like I don't feel... I feel so exposed when there's not that little one. <laughs> so if that's your security blanket yeah. the, is the effects loop. Yeah, cool. I feel you. You do
0: play acoustic guitar though, so.
2: Yeah, but I'm not that great. But okay, on that note though, I was just, uh, we just had callings in the store and they were talking about Julian Lodge's um, oh. signature model. and oh, I tried getting these guys to listen to them. Oh, you can't. You won't do it. Well, nobody has. I, t- I sent I sent
1: I sent Arc-Light, you a text. I sent the wards yeah. text about it. We talked about it on the podcast. Nobody's listening. To Arclight
2: me. is like is a masterpiece. And Julian is a is is a savant. Like on, like probably the best living guitar player. Maybe the best guitar player of all time. And as Nels Klein has said, could probably walk away from it and do something completely different. Wow, and just doesn't. I got to. Uh... Go to the international jazz festival with Brad in Stockholm.
1: Yeah, and see Julian play with uh, the bass player he plays with. I can't remember his name right now. That he did the record with him and the dude from Bad Plus yeah. on drums. Oh my god, absolutely! It's unbelievable. People like I mean, it was a small club, maybe. 50, 60 That's people cool. there. And and like half of us, like anytime he would do like a cool liquid, everyone would just like burst out <laughs> laughing. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like he's and that he, kind of, of he like, is, yeah! he, like But a, he is too. Yeah. Like yeah. he's
2: just smiling. Like he Jeez. he uh I saw him play at space. Oh nice. And um he he came into the store and and he walked in the store and was like, Oh my god, Julian Lodge is here. Holy shit. And everyone's like, who's that? And I was like, I hate all of you. Yep. You're all fired. Just go ahead. <laughs> Someone grab a telly, quick. Yeah. Give it to him. So he walks up to the counter and he's like, hey, um, I need a he's like really soft. I love
1: this impression because that's exactly how he's he like, talks
2: um, I love my Reaver pedal in Minneapolis and I need a new Reaver pedal. It's like, is it okay if I bring my amp in? He's like, sure, yeah, whatever dude. you want. So I set him up in the back and he walks in with a 55 champ. She just has a little champ. Cool. With a jean jacket cover on it. Oh man. That his girlfriend made for him, who's, who's also an amazing musician. Oh, yeah, there's like a dynasty over there that no one really knows about. And uh and he brought his telly in and sat there and played his telly through oh, his little fifty five like and I was like, Why how did you lose your pedal, man? He's like, Oh well, I normally just put him in my socks and put him in my bag, but I didn't do that. And I was like, I'm giving you a pedal in board. My socks? I'm giving you a pedal oh, board. Sweet. Oh, like, you that's have, awesome. like you can't but anyway. Uh, Back to the acoustic thing. Collings was just in the store and they were talking about Julian's model. And um, so all the Waterloo stuff is based on a Kalamazoo KG-14. I have a Kalamazoo KG-14. I love that guitar. And I didn't really think about why I loved that guitar um, until what they were explaining about Julian was that uh, he's like, I don't want a guitar that rewards bad behavior. And that's totally Mm. what those overbuilt 30s Kalamazoo's are. And it's the complete opposite of my electric guitar insecurity. It's sure. like when I'm, if I'm going to be that vulnerable, like You're going all the way, then, then like, don't let me have bad form. Yeah. You know, like don't, don't reward me. And the D 28, like you can just play a G oh, yeah. and it just goes forever. Shh. You know, there's amazing. It's like over- mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, it it's like a Steinway. And uh, the KG 14 is like, pfft, <laughs> yeah. you think that's gonna pass as a chord? You definitely need to move your fingers. So that's wow. that's my like couch guitar. That's, that's cool.
1: honestly I, that's how. So he's got his old Gibson acoustic sitting over there right yeah. now. And I f- I feel that way about that guitar. That the is LG, like a, it's
0: an LGO from yeah. early '60s, yeah. Is, yeah, student
1: model. Yeah, is like this is this is guitar. There's yeah, there's no there's no Martin overtone. No no, no no sort of no. Thing. There's
2: nothing to
0: remember. To we did the AB behind. with your Martin oh, and yeah. that thing, and it was like. There's not even we recorded assignment. them back. It's back. almost yeah, like it's, two completely different. It is, but
2: they're so fun when you get them together. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like they complement each other yeah. so well, and so it's fun to have both because they definitely do different things. That's All right, cool, man. one
1: last thing here. Hit me. What's next? What's uh? What's next for you musically? Do you have anything working? What's next? Do you see anything? Gear wise, any trends that we need to be thinking about, anything that you, that's you that been jumping out of you. I want to know, we've talked about a lot, what's going on right now, what's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to just get a past, little bit. Past, present, future, I feel like the we really tapped into it. The future. In the year 2000. <laughs> nice harmonies. Thank you. Oh, sweet. Andy Richter, move right over there. Mm-hmm.
2: I think that the future of the community will really be, I I hope, focused more so on... on um, uh, on reimagining and recreating things from the past like that's Mm -hmm. I feel like Fender's getting really good at it I feel like Gibson really understands it too Um,
0: like quick side note they're doing that Ventera series Yeah, it's pretty cool
2: and there's there's stuff that's seven and a quarter on that you know it's just like I think that to answer that question is just it's so hard because it's it's so difficult to understand how these big companies move Right. And they're they're so focused and they always have been. And that's what I love about this story. Right. Like it's always been these two kind of competing factors. And there's a bunch of other people involved too. But um, everyone's kind of just looking at each other. Like I love the difference between the guitar community and the pedal community. The pedal community is one of the most collaborative communities I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Like these people respect each other. They know where they come from. They give credit where credit is due. It's so... Beautiful to watch, you know, and and to see the other side of it where it's, it's just like, see what those people released. Mm-hmm. It's just basically a strat. You know, like, <laughs> oh,
1: you're talking about PRS now. That's fine. No, <laughs> the John Mayer You know, signature? I like was hurt, that I hurt was at whatever, Fender
2: dude. the day that that was released. No and shit. Was, yeah, and so just like it's just so funny to watch all of it kind of interact. But I think that with people like Paul, and I respect Paul Reed Smith mm-hmm. more than probably anybody i think he's a he's a certified genius like i learned so much about gear and, and why parts matter from him if you haven't watched his ted talk no oh, it's I great have. it's oh, fantastic and i watched when you guys did a live stream yeah, when he, he was, was in the store he was there and that's cool. that was like my i always say to vendors now like when they're, they're training some of the newer staff it's like this is your shot like I have things that I remember from Mike Ossman from Taylor, from the first Taylor training. Mm-hmm. And that's how I talk about acoustic guitars forever now. Right. Like I remember well, things. That dude's a genius too. About Paul Reed Smith. That's like, this is how Paul taught me. Like, do you want to talk about the difference between a made in Mexico and an American made guitar? Great. It's parts. And here's why parts matter. If you think that a nut doesn't change the sound of a guitar, you're right. crazy. If you think Drop that a, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. it, the the it. Yeah, exactly. Listen to the tone of that piece. And that's, whole, wow. that's his whole thing. Right. Um, so what is the future? I think that it's just more of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm really weary of people who again say that like this thing is on its way down because it's just not true. It's I see a lot more of like a folk revival. I think the guitar, even the electric guitar, is being used more as a singer-songwriter's tool than ever. There's a lot of amazing, prominent female vocalists and performers that are fucking killing it mm-hmm. right now. That. A lot of people like aren't paying that much attention to. I, I'm so I, happy
1: that's finally happening. I really
2: I think that that like is you know Molly Miller, Maddie Cunningham, um, my f- my friend Vanessa Wheeler, like there's uh, Julia, some Julia, um, Jacqueline. Jacqueline yeah. I love that record, Julie. That Julia Jacqueline record like completely, it kind of fucked me up because I had never heard somebody be so honest, and it just made me go back and look at some of my heroes and be like, why are you hiding? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the like that crushing record. Yeah, I've listened to that. Like that first track, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like I can't believe how vulnerable you just were, and that's so impressive. And you're pushing, like, you're pushing things so much more into the future by by just being honest. And in a lot, like, again, like, really wrestled with some of my heroes of being like, "You're just hiding behind poetry." Yeah, like I get the the same emotion, but this person at least had the the balls to say it. Yeah. You know, like so, I think the future is is that is just is just more honesty, more sonic exploration. You know, how do we again regurgitate some of these things? Because that's all that we've done this whole entire time. People that you know talk about how music is just you know they're just we're just recycling everything. It's like that's what's always happened. You know, like I've been really fascinated with a period of time right now between 1962 and 1964, specifically in two. Rolling Stones records and it's five by five, which was done here in Chicago at chess records chess records, right? And to go from that to aftermath like what the fuck right. happened? You go from literally doing three chord blue songs yeah. to paint it black hmm like How did that happen? You know, and, and there's I think that there still is exactly <laughs> torn in the states work but you years. know if you listen to the new Bon Iver record his statement would again be drugs, you know, like DMT and acid. And I think that they're only various
0: chorus puddles to me. Yeah. That's we'll we'll fight about that. We'll fight about (laughs) that. But you're saying like history repeats itself. It's,
2: I just think that there's so much, I was just thinking about this earlier. It's like there's my, my mind is only limited to what I let it be limited to. You know, like I think that that's the collective human experience. Like we're only limited to creating things that we're limiting ourselves to be created, you know? And what's hard about music is that, you can't, you can't like deconstruct too much of it because then it's not music, right? Like it still has to have. You're like, just going to be a soundscape. It just something. has to be has to have some form of structure yeah, for right. it to be understood. It's not like I I often I often refer and think of like Marcel Duchamp like mm-hmm. signing his name on a t- on a urinal like yep. and saying this is That's art a, yep. right and like how much of a massive shift in art that really was it was just so brazen and middle finger it's equated like, to like the punk rock movement of like well f- sure. I'm, this isn't even in tune who cares right but there's still is that is far more of a move in a direction where it's just like this well i'm deeming this art you know like there's not really a way to like deem something music that's not music like it still has to be palatable and it's one of the most organic human experiences i and It sounds super chippy, But it's like What other format than sound Are you actually Is someone moving sound waves That eventually touch you mm-hmm. You know like that I sit down It's I, a physical phenomenon It's a physical activity You know I sit down and I listen to Kind of Blues Like my favorite record mm-hmm. And I bought A first pressing Oh yeah And it sounds different mm-hmm. It really it, it's the best lesson Lesson in compression I've ever learned Like the original version of that record, Miles Davis is not the hero of that story, not even Coltrane. close. Coltrane, Coltrane is, yeah. and Miles is barely playing. It's like all of his notes are kind of out of tune, like they fall out of tune Weird. at the end of, at the end of each line because huh. there's just not, he's just not there, and that's the point, you know, like. I I sit there and listen to that record, and every time I listen to that record, I still learn something and I hear something. Bill Evans is playing something I wasn't paying attention to or whatever. And it's like, these people moved air that's now touching me. You know what I mean? Like, these these people were moving sound waves, and somebody captured it. And then now, like, I'm sitting in that. Like, that's. And it'll live forever. That's that's, wild. Like, why are we all obsessed with this? Like, it's the closest thing to eternity. I think that you can kind of get like if you're making, making records stamps a period of time. And it also literally captures a moment that you you can't, you can't,
1: you can't get better than that. That's beautifully articulated. dude. And, and there's no way that we can get better than the way you just ended that.
2: So we're just going to stop <laughs> yeah. right there. Yeah. Thanks for coming, man. Love no problem. Voice. Really good talking to you. Thanks for having us. Me having me, having me, having <laughs> the us. Royal thanks us. for having the royal us. me and my guitar. That's what I meant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was awesome, man.